podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to another World Cup edition of the Dream Team Professor Podcast. This is a match day recap where we look back on all the top point scorers and key talking points from yesterday's games and then we'll do a quick preview of today's fixtures, looking at the top players to target and the best possible way to use your transfers. So we'll get started. We had Tunisia versus France, but France made seven changes in this game and ended up losing 1-0. It could have finished 1-1 because late on Griezmann ended up coming on as a sub and scoring an equaliser. But after a long wait, that, that goal got disallowed. Um, so from the seven changes, really, um, you had Canate that started. So he's been playing a few of the games. He got three points. Um, and then you had Disazi uh, got three points as well. He got a 7.1 rating. But other than that, there wasn't much to go around other than Camavinga, who got the star man and a 7.9 rating. So he finished with eight points. I think he actually ended up playing left back in this game. So quite impressive that he managed to get a star man from there as well. Um, he had Kazri, who used to play for Sunderland. He scored the goal for Tunisia. And like I said, we had Griezmann, who did get on the score sheet when he came on as a sub. Um, but that was ruled out by VAR. Um, Mbappe, he did come on, but it was on the 63rd minute. Um, he did actually manage to get a 6.7 rating, which is fairly high considering how late he came on in the game, but didn't manage to get a rating in this one. So that's France through and they'll play Poland in the next round. Then on to the big shock of the day. So you had Australia beating Denmark 1-0. Um, Harry Sutar got the star man in this one, 13 points. Um, and it's really disappointing for Denmark, really. Uh, he, to be honest, I thought they were going to do quite well this tournament. Um, few people's dark horses. But they finished bottom with one point in their group, so really, really poor. Um, yeah, I see a few people that at most probably have one player. Um, a couple of defenders have been popular, Myler, a few centre-backs. It was Christensen that was the only player that broke 10 points for them in the whole tournament. And I think he ended up with a goal. So, yeah, he got 14 points was the, was the most, and no other player broke 10 points. Um, and then Australia... Um, still not any players I would look to target from that team, but they have been pretty good so far. <laughs> I was having a look at the stats and their XG for each game has been really, really low. But they're still managing to get through and that's sort of the joys of uh, knockout football, I guess, or World Cup football, I should say. But um, they'll play Argentina in the next round, so I don't expect them to, to go any further than that. And I would probably be targeting uh, Argentina players for this game, but we'll wait and see how that one pans out. Then we had Argentina versus Poland, which finished 2-0 to Argentina. And it was uh, ex-Arsenal man Chesney that got star man in this game. Uh, 10 points and an 8.5 rating. Um, quite close to that 8.5, he did have Messi, who finished on an 8.2. Despite actually missing a penalty, um, he had a really good game. So he missed that penalty, which would be a minus 3, but he got the rating, so that's cancelled that out. So he finished with 0 points. Um, Clean sheet for Argentina though, so if you've got any of those, that's that's a good result for you. Um, only Molina got a, a seven rating from the team uh, in the, in the defence, and he was three point five million. And I wasn't really sure if he was going to start actually because um, obviously they they did really poor in the first game. The second game they were much better, and they started with Montiel and uh, Acuna in the last game. So I thought they might stick with that, but Molina came in and he got an assist. Then you had McAllister from Brighton. He finished with uh, finished with a goal and eight points, eight point two rating. So yeah, he's, he's he's had a really good season all round, really. Um, and then Enzo Fernandez, who I mentioned in the last episode, actually, um, he scored for Argentina in their last fixture, and now he's got two returns and two because he got an assist in this game. 
And then Julian Alvarez, he started ahead of Lataro Martinez and he grabbed a goal. Um, eight points for him, 7.8 rating. And then I just put down here as well, so Argentina are obviously set to play Australia in the next round. And I think that should be a game uh, game that's got good scoring potential, really. Hopefully for the defenders, might be worth getting a couple of defenders in there. And I imagine most teams are going to have Lionel Messi in them. One other thing to add from this game is that Poland did actually qualify. So that was a weird sight to see. Even though they lost 2-0, they were all celebrating after the game. And they, in the end, they did end up going through on goal difference, I think it was. But at one point when Mexico and Poland, were, I think they were tied on goal difference, um, the head-to-head, and then it was apparently going to come down to either bookings or drawing names out of a hat, which seemed absolutely ridiculous. So, yeah, it's probably a, a, a good result that it ended up being on goal difference when Mexico conceded that late goal to um, Saudi Arabia. So, yeah, Poland go through, but it was kind of strange to see them celebrating after a loss, but that's what how it goes, I suppose. And then that Saudi Arabia versus Mexico game, not much to add. I don't think many players would be highly owned from either of these two teams. Both teams have been eliminated. You had Chavez as a star man, but that's pretty much it. A lot of yellow cards for Saudi Arabia. Just a quick reminder, if you do want to get kept up to date with this World Cup Sun Dream Team content or the normal Dream Team when that returns, please do hit the subscribe button. But then on to the match day previews then. So we've got Croatia versus Belgium, Canada versus Morocco, Japan versus Spain and Costa Rica versus Germany. Uh, we've only got this, uh, well, this Thursday and then Friday is the last group games and then we're on to the knockout stages. So that, that's when things will get really interesting. But we'll start with Croatia versus Belgium then. So on screen I've got the probable lineups from who scored. Um, not always 100% accurate but it's a good guide. And then I've got the uh, group table in the bottom right as well. Um, so both teams really do need to get the win here. Um, I really wouldn't count on Belgian players at the minute. Um, it's an avoid for me. Obviously, they've got a lot of talent, but having a really bad time at the minute. Um, really underperforming, and now there's all sorts of talk that there's been fights in the camp. Apparently, Lukaku breaking up a fight between, oh, I can't even remember who it was. I think it might have been Alderweireld and uh, De Bruyne. I'm not, not 100%, but yeah, it all sounds a mess, to be honest with you. Um, but if you were going to bring in Belgian players, because they still are quality players, um, Kevin De Bruyne... He's really been disappointing so far. He's got three points, um, which is really poor for his standards. But I did say at the beginning, I just wasn't sure he had the players around him to really deliver what he was delivering points-wise for Man City. He's got so many options for that Man City team. And then he had, um, well, I think Lukaku might start this game, but they had Batshuayi ahead of him. You've got Hazard, who looks half the player that he used to be. And then all around the pitch, really, they're, they're ageing, so... It's not been great, but we do know that he's capable of moments of magic. So he could be a good option, but he is quite highly priced. Um, but then Lukaku, so he's six million. If you if you have got a load of transfers left and you did want to take a punt, he is he is the penalty taker. But obviously, keep an eye on the lineups and just to see if he does definitely start. But who scored have got him starting? I think it's because it's uh, pretty much a must win. They might throw him in a bit early if he's not ready. But he has come on as a sub so far. Um, then Castane, I had been tipping Castane um, in a few videos, but that last game he actually started as like a, um, I can't remember if it was a left centre back or a right centre back, but he was part of the back three and not at that wing back position. So I would avoid him actually. Um, they've got they've got Trossard and Mounier to start in those um, wing back roles, so it'd be good to see Trossard potentially get a start. But I think he's four million as well, so still quite expensive. Um, Perisic was a player that I had 
in my teams previously. He got two assists in the last game, and he's four million, so a little bit, a little bit overpriced, I'd say. But those two assists did did rack up quite a few points for us. Um, but the only thing is, apparently, he went off the last game with a with a knock. So who scored have got him missing this game potentially? And then Kramerich, he's got three, uh, he's three point five million, and he got two goals in his last game, so he could be an option. But to be honest, as I'm reading these out, I'm not completely convinced of either of them. And I'm not convinced how I think this game's going to go either. Um, Croatia are a really experienced side and I, I think they always do seem to get the result that they need. So I think this could either be a draw or potentially a Croatia win, to be honest with you, with all the trouble that Belgium are having. So I would leave this game, but they're the options if you do want to go for it. One thing to add as well, whoever does qualify from this group are going to have potential tough fixtures in the next round as well so it could be it's, it's from that Spain and Germany group so it could be potentially Spain or Germany the game might be a bit better if um, for example Japan or Costa Rica can get through um, but uh, to me I think it's going to be Spain and Germany that still qualify from that group so pretty tough fixture coming up then on to Spain versus Japan and I've been really impressed with Spain so far this tournament um, obviously they blew Costa Rica away um, and I still think they look pretty good against Germany, even though it finished 1-1. Um, but Ferran Torres, he's been a really good option at 4.5 million. He's taken penalties um, and he's got two goals so far this tournament. Um, you've got Olmo, though, who's probably been, I think, one of their best players. So 3.5 million and he's got one goal, one assist. But he did get a star man, I think, in the first game. Um, and then I think he hit the crossbar in, in, in the last fixture as well. So he's been he's been really dangerous for them. Um, then Asensio for 3 million I think is really good value um, playing in that sort of false 9 position as well so at 3 million playing for Spain that's a that's a really good price point the only downside is that um, he rotates with Morata quite a bit um, I think he's actually been swapped or Morata's been brought on every game that he started so a little bit of a rotation risk but playing against Costa Rica who's really good and against Japan hopefully he could get a goal but it just depends on whether he starts. They have got Morata to start in this who scored lineup, um, and he's got two goals and one assist so far. So he's still having quite a big impact even when he's not starting. Um, and then Jordi Alba at four million. I think he's by far the best option out of any of the Spain defence. Um, he's got three assists, uh, two seven ratings, and one star man. So I think the best value out of that backline because they're all a similar price point. Um, Rodri obviously is not down as a defender so you won't get the clean sheet points for him but if you are looking to double up I'd probably go with um, the keeper or Laporte um, both at 4 million so it's quite easy to decide but Carver Howell did miss the first game I think through illness but I think if you went for Laporte or um, Simon in goal I think there's less chance of rotation there but I do think that Spain should be favourites to progress from this group and probably fairly good favourites to get through their um, knockout fixture too. Then we've got Germany versus Costa Rica um, and we really wouldn't have expected to see Germany at the bottom of this group at this stage so it's a must win game for them. Um, I think it should be pretty straightforward obviously the pressure is going to be on but it's been a pretty wild group so far so there could still be some surprises yet but I do fancy them for the clean sheet in this game and I think Rudiger actually is quite a good attacking threat even though he's playing at centre-back. He had a goal ruled out against Spain, um, but five million is pretty expensive. I don't think I've brought any players in that are 
in defence above 4.5 million at the minute. That's what's been a little bit off-putting about the um, centre-backs from Brazil as well. But if you did want someone a bit cheaper, the, um, the left-back Realm, he's got um, two seven ratings and one assist so far. And he's only 3 million, so that seems like a really good bargain um, in that German defence. I've actually um, got, I've got Estepinion, who is going to cause me a bit of trouble to get out of the team now, because he was I think he was 2 million. Uh, either 2 million or 2.5 I think but I think if I'm trying to upgrade him I'm probably going to look for someone around 3 million so that could be an option for myself actually to maybe lose a, lose a bit from some one player and then bring in Realm at 3, three million seems like quite a good option to me um, and then you've got you know, Gundogan who's the penalty taker for Germany um, so 4.5 million for him he's quite good value and Musiala, um, he was much better against Spain. A lot of people started with him early on and he wasn't great, I didn't think, in the first game. Uh, but much better against Spain and he got a assist in that game, so 3.5 million. And you've got um, Serge Nabry, he's 5 million and he's not really delivered so far in terms of re um, attacking returns or even ratings. But looking at the stats, he's averaging four shots a game. Um, so hopefully that's, that could still be to come. But five million is still quite a big gamble for me, um, and then you've got Fulkrug. Um, I'm not sure if I've pronounced that correctly, but he's only two point five million, um, and he came on to score the equaliser against Spain. Now it obviously depends whether or not they um, decide to start Muller or Kai Havertz. They've got a lot of options in that striker position, but they might seem to trust him. He's a sort of a big, big striker, sort of hitting up to the big man kind of player, but. Um, yeah, 2.5 million. If you can get the starting striker for Germany, and he does seem like he's continuing to play well, that could be also another good punt. And then for my vlog team update, um, so it's actually no points for the day. So off the back of a really good performance with those um, Holland and England defenders, uh, no points today. Messi was the only player that played. He got a zero. Um, but I've got 19 out of 30 transfers remaining. So I'm going to look to build this team strong for going into the knockout stages. Um, Today I only have Asensio playing. Um, I might change that looking at the lineup, but I am I am pretty set on how this team's looking. I'm quite liking the Dutch fixtures against USA and England's fixtures against Senegal. So I don't really want to move my uh, my backline or my keeper around. Um, it was a shame to miss out on those Argentina clean sheets, and they have got a good fixture now against Australia as well. So that is going to be a little bit of a uh, place where I could potentially miss out um, and I said in the last video as well that I, that I might have brought Mbappe in for Kane but when I saw that he wasn't starting the game I decided to skip that one and he, he got a naught so happy to have kept the transfer behind for that one. After Asensio plays for me I've only got Paqueta and Vinicius Jr to play and I'm not sure how that lineup will look as well so there might be a lot of rotation in that Brazil team so I think I'm still going to just let these um, final fixtures play out and then go into the knockout stages with quite a few transfers behind me. Um, obviously I've, I'm making the full five teams so I've been a bit more aggressive in some of my other teams. This team is a little bit behind on points but I'm hoping that I can potentially claw back some from the knockout stages so we'll wait and see how we get on there. That is everything for today's episode so thank you for watching. Please do like and subscribe for more Sun Dream Team content and I'm going to try and get out a video tomorrow with the best way to use your transfers in the knockout stages. So thanks for watching and we'll see you on the next one. Sports Social Podcast Network.